Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma. Proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or visit their website at greyhoundpp.com.au. We hope that you enjoy this episode and thanks to everyone for your support in promoting our wonderful industry. I'm probably I'm probably going to start um, with a bit of a, a bias, my own bias towards um, Get It Gizmo because he is, you know, um, on the racetrack and obviously now is still one of my my favourite dogs. But I mean, he was, um, you know, it, in my opinion, he was a bit underrated. I think, um, you know, he sort of didn't get the credit he deserved. But he must have been a fantastic dog to have um, in your kennels throughout his career. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, Dimity. Um, Gizmo, Gizmo was um, pretty much from the word go at breaking in. He he broke in real good and pre-trained um, above average, um, and he was very very fast. Yeah, heaps of ability to dogs. Yep, I saw a video. Oh, it was a little while ago now of you um, selecting a pup where I think you threw a, a teaser over the fence and all the pups were sort of looking at it and you went, "Yep, I'll I'll pick that one." Is that how you come to pick Gizmo when he was a puppy? Uh, no, well, Gizmo we bred, uh, we bred him, and Amy, my daughter, uh, picked. Uh, and her partner, Sean, yep. um, they had a pick and they picked Gizmo out of all the litter. Yeah, right. And where did they get the name from? Get it, Gizmo? Um, not sure. Amy, Amy and Sean. Um, it was their job to name the pup and um, <laughs> get it, Gizmo. <laughs> yep, yep, nice. Was, um, you know, I, I reckon probably he's, he's run in the top, uh, sorry, the million dollar chase where he come third was a fantastic run. But, you know, is yeah. that, um, was that sort of top gun the highlight of um, his career for yourself? Yeah, well, that's right. Um, to make the million dollar chase is a great feat for any dog. Um, that was great. And, um, and then to get the invitation to the Top Gun was was great too. Um, best eight dogs in Australia at the time, um, and to compete against some of the best dogs is, um, is is great. Yeah, that was good. Yep. What was it like for yourself? You know, winning a, a big race like that as a trainer. You know, we all sort of um, dream about it. But what was it like when it actually became a reality? Yeah, good, real good. Um, behind the boxes, he came out with them, but got hit immediately out of boxes and pushed back the last straight away. Just, just got, um, I think it was Seneca who come across him and give him a good hip and shoulder and, and didn't come out of it too good. But um, got going up on the fence and um, got a good good little run through on the first corner and um, kicked a couple in front. And um, I think it was Feral Frankie who was running second and um, just maintained that all that two lands margin all the way to the line and ran home nice and solid. And yeah, it was good when the top gun. Yep. Yep, definitely. And now at start, how's he going at start at the moment? Is he getting some interest? Yeah, yeah, look, he is, yeah. Yeah, he's getting the old bitch, uh, not too many. Um, the stud game's very, very hard. Yeah. Um, um, like you say, he's a little bit underrated. Um, you have to go to stud with a huge bang or, or, yeah. or come, a couple of group ones straight into stud and a lot of media attention and a lot of hype. Uh, people these days, I think, are very cautious. They'd rather go to a proven sire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very funny with first season size, even though they're group one dogs, um, not just Gizmo, a lot of a lot of dogs have won group one races and, and take a long, long time 
um, to get a start stud um, very hard. Yeah. Um, probably because it's expensive these days to breed and then yep. sell puppy. Um, people breed to sell. A lot of people breed to sell, therefore have to go to a proven sire to make it easier for them to sell. But I don't breed that way myself. Um, I breed... Um, I use the side that I think suits my girls. Yep. And uh, if it's proven or not proven, and I do use a lot of unproven dogs as well, I'm not scared to. Yep. And uh, if you get it right, great. If you don't, um, well, so be it. But um, what you got to remember, Dimity, I think every dog that's that stud is, is, is a great dog. Um, you just don't become a registered stud dog with little ability. They've got something going for them if it's breeding and, and um, ability. So, um, yeah, I'm happy to use most stud dogs. Um, but they're yeah, very hard for first season size, not just like Gizmo or Flynn. Um, there's a lot of great dogs out there, which I thought were amazing dogs and uh, um, amazing race dogs. But yeah, um, yeah just not getting much patronised. It's uh, very hard. Yeah, like you know, it, it's obviously changed a lot. I remember when I was younger. Um, you know, and I used to read the back of the recorder with the size in it. Yeah, and no disrespect to anybody putting their dog at stud, but you looked at the size and they were like you know the group one winners like the best of the best and now it seems to be that um you know like I say no disrespect to anyone but you know a, a dog wins a feature and all of a sudden they go to stud and that just adds a sort of another dog to the market and then like you said it's become flooded now and you know there's more choices for people and yeah I, it it's just hard it is really hard yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, well, this fellow's pretty well bred. He's um, he's Kinglock Grey, which um, an amazing job in Australia and Ireland, but in Australia, an amazing dog, a job. Um, his his mother Dasha is is out of a bitch, outlandish, who was a great producer. Outlandish was the mother of Bewildering, Extreme Magic, Elevated, Azkaban, you know all these group one dogs. Um, so he's very well bred. Um, yeah. But yeah, and he himself was a great race dog. Ran some fast times, Wentworth Park and the Meadows and Sandown. And I think he was one or two one hundreds outside the six hundred metre track record. And like I say to people, the best dogs in Australia have gone to the Meadows and has and has and have raced over that six hundred metres like Miata, Zalia Allen, Dinah Double One. Our greatest, greatest, greatest dogs all over Australia have raced out at the Meadows and over that six hundred and to be the second fastest dog to run near the record, the yep. second fastest dog, it, it, it says a lot, I think. And yep. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And you know, not only his ability on the track, but what was he like to train? Was he um you know, was he a yeah. good kennel dog? Yeah. Yeah, Ripper, yeah. Yep. Nah, nah. Yeah. And yeah. and uh, Dash has had a, a few litters, obviously, since then. And, you know, going back to what you were touching on, that, you know, you're, you're not afraid to sort of use a new sire. Shimmer Shine, I, I mean, I've spoken to a few people now. He's getting some phenomenally well-bred bitches. And, yeah, I can't wait to see how he goes. I, I, I love Shimmer Shine as a dog. Um, I, I actually raced against him with Gizmo early doors a couple of times. Um, uh, the St. Ledger at Warrigal and... I think in the heat, um, Shimmer Shine beat me an inch. Um, he was two in front and Gizmo ran him to an inch. And I thought, okay, because I had a lot of time for Gizmo. Um, yep. Very, and, and all of a sudden, this young puppy, Shimmer Shine's come onto the scene and there was nothing between them. And I thought, whoa. So I, I, I um, watched him carefully throughout his career and I was very impressed with what he'd done uh, interstate and here in, the, in Victoria. And um, I, I said, I'll, I'll use him. I, I like his breeding. I like him as a dog. Um, 
explosive speed, good chasing dog, and um, yeah, happy to use him. And uh, I um, put elevated as well. The um, my other brood bitch, who's um, a great little producer, and uh, she had a litter of pups to shimmer shine, and Dasha also went to him. So yep. I was happy. Happy to go to an unproven dog. Yep. And how are they going? I know they're only sort of youngish, yeah. but how are they looking okay? Um, the elevated shimmer shines are about eight and a half months old. And yeah, like most breeders and owners, love them. I, I, I love them. Yeah, I love them all. Two girls and four boys. Um, yeah, they're doing everything that you want a eight month old pup to do. Yep. We love them from day one. They were very keen and, and good looking and a bit of size about them. And, yeah, I was pretty proud of them, and yep. <laughs> my wife and I love them, and yeah, no, um, didn't sell any of them. Oh, sorry, sold one to my syndicate, is um, the people who that own uh, Revolution, yep. who's a lovely little dog. Um, they also had um, a dog by the name of Italian Plastic, and he turned out a nice dog. So they've been a bit lucky. They've only owned two dogs, one being Italian Plastic, one hundred and six thousand, and the second one being Revolution, who goes real good. So they're very lucky owners. So I sold them another one. Uh, elevated shimmer shine, so but I don't normally sell. I keep them. Yep. And I'll, I'll sell the other one to a close friend or so. so yep. Yeah. Yep. So you guys do the the whole kit and caboodle, the the breeding right up to the training. It must be extremely satisfying when you know, like obviously, you know, any win is good, but in particular, like you know, with wins like Gizmo and that, when they win a big race and you've been there from day one with them, that must be really special. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, like a lot of good trainers out there and breeders who've done the same thing. It, it, it's great. You, you, you breed them, um, you rear them, and you educate them. And, and to, to um, race against the better dogs in the country, yeah, fantastic. It's yep. great. And how did you get into greyhound racing? Has it been a, a family sort of um, tradition for yourself or are you a bit of an outsider that's come into it? No, no, no. no. I, um, as a 17-year-old, I was walking to school um, and there's a fella training in my suburb where I lived and um, I'd see him every morning and stopped and had a chat one day and I, he asked me if I'd like to help him and I, I helped him. I'd go there every morning, every day and before school and after school and help him walk the dogs and we become friendly and that was my, that was my uh, start of it. So yep. I started when I was a young one and um, was involved ever since. Um, got married to my wife, Adine, and we, we um, trained a few as hobbyists because we because we both worked, yeah, and uh, had a couple always, and and yeah, always owned them right through. And I, I give them out to my friends to train. And I got a couple of good friends who train my dogs as well, and um, Wayne Vasalo, Karen Pitt, yep, Steve Shinners in Perth, and um, Anthony's a party's got a couple of uh, mine at the moment. So yeah, that's so that's the plan. Um, Dean and I um, are going to slow down on the training side of it and just breathe and just. Um, hand them out to some of our close yep. uh, training friends. I think that's what we want to do. Yep. I'll, I'd like to have a couple at home just to get me out of bed and active. And, <laughs> and, and, and Yeah, and, and, but I like to also give them to the slightly younger trainers who do travel a bit and um, put the hard yards in. Yeah. Yep. Is there anything sort of, um, you know, I know obviously there's a myriad of things to, to training and that, but is there a, you know, a few key things in particular you can touch on that have sort of stuck with you over the years, you know, in, in being successful and getting your dogs to, you know, produce the best that they can? Um, yeah, like, been lucky with the breeding. Um, been very lucky. Um, the few litters that we've bred, we've, um, we've bred... Um, Marrera, um, 
he he, he won a group. Um, um, sorry, he won a, a gold Easter egg. Yep. Uh, we bred Gizmo, who won a Top Gun and Million Dollar Chase finalist. Bred a dog called Flynn, who yep. broke Fernando Bale's Bendigo track record and won a Speed Star, and he was very very fast. And he's also at stud as well. Again, a dog that. Um, yeah, just didn't win that group one, but yeah, just not enough um, oomph to be patronised at stud. Though he was, if he was like I said to a few friends, and a few friends said to me, if the dog retired after his first ten starts, he would have been an instant hit because he, the hype on him early doors, breaking Fernando Bale's um, track record in his fifth start, and then winning the Speed Star. Uh, the tick over 29 seconds at Sandown in his probably eight star, that that would have been enough for him to head off to start. And, and, um, but it's amazing how things can change quickly. And yeah. Yep. Yep. So do you, um, do you like to divulge into the, the test mating and all that sort of thing when you're picking a sire for your bitches? Uh, uh, yeah. I, I, I try to look at a few things. I, um, the size of the bitch and what she's lacking. And, and I, 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 um, I, what she's lacking, I try and find if the sire can help put that into them. And, um, yep. I, I look at other successful matings done by other people, but what's worked and what hasn't. Yep. Yeah, that's I think how most of us do it. And there's a lot of luck, and you can follow all those rules, rules Dimity, and 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 put this a certain bitch to a certain dog that has been proven elsewhere, and you do it yourself, and you have no luck. It's it's very hard. Yeah. Yeah. As we. All it's very hard, yeah. and then you got then you got to look after them by rearing them correctly and, and all that too. That's just as important. Yep, it's it's a massive. I think you know a lot of people who say to me, "Oh, you know, I want to get a dog," and that I don't think people realise how big of a process it quite is. When I start explaining it to them, they go, "Oh, I thought you just rocked up to the track with the dog and raced it." I said, "No, there's a little bit more to it than that." <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, nah. It's um, it's a lot of work. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. A lot of work and a lot of hoping and, yeah. Yeah. Is there, like, obviously, you know, you, you guys have won some some great feature races already, but is there one in particular or a couple that, you know, you'd, you'd love to knock off, whether as a trainer or, or an owner slash breeder? Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, the Melbourne Cup, I suppose, being, a, being the Victorian. Um, yeah. Um, we had... Two runners in it a couple of years ago. Uh, Get it, Gizmo was a finalist, and Flynn was a finalist in the same year. Yeah. So that was good. Two like two two dogs that we bred out of different mums, making the Melbourne Cup. I think is good for a little backyard breeder and trainer. <laughs> uh, I mean, I still think about it today. I said that's amazing. It's the Melbourne Cup, and we had two runners in there. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking that you know, like people. Ask you um, some of your achievements, or that, I, I stop and think. Well, that that's amazing. You know, two different puppies out of different litters making the Melbourne Cup was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. And you know the fact too that the Melbourne Cup series, you know, a, a lot of people oh, that you know are fairly new to the sport don't realise you got to win your heat to get into the final. It's not like, oh, if you run second or third, you get into the final. You get one shot at it to make the final, and the fact that you got two into it, just, yeah, you're right. It it must have been an amazing feeling just to be in it with two, knowing that they had to win their heat to get into the final. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they earned it. Um, yeah, um, you make a Melbourne Cup and the Australian Cup final, you've earned it for sure. Um um, they're not easy to make. Uh, a lot of good dogs, and um, 
Yeah, it was, it was a great year. I, I still remember that race vividly. It was good. Didn't have much luck in the race, but um, yep. But they went super. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, you, you haven't had a lot of starters this year um, in 2022, but, you know, you've got some um, a couple of handy ones going around, the one you touched on before, Revolution, and um, is it Mad- Madigan? Is that how you yep. say his name? Yep. A big fella, yeah. 35 kilos. <laughs> yeah, big boy. He's um, he's a basketball elevated. Um, um, he was a... I bred that letter with Deanie, uh, the wife, and um, Anthony had the party read them for me because um, I had all I had a great relationship with Karen Leake, uh, our late Karen Leake, who yeah. passed a couple of years ago, and she was one my best friend, and two she read all my dogs for the last thirty odd years, and I even worked with her at the farm when I got back into dogs. Um, I was an owner as such, and I got out of I stopped training there for a little while, and I remember Karen saying. Um, set up a couple of kennels at home at her place and see if you want to rip and do it again um, rather than just going buying out going out and buying a van and setting up kennels in an expense at home and then you don't want to do it so I, I, I did that I, I spent a year at Karen's and she gave me a little kennel block there with my four dogs and I had um, I had I was training uh, Flynn Gizmo and elevated an Italian plastic from there yep and nice little team of dogs and um one day I just said, yeah, no, we'll be right. We'll, we'll set up at home and we'll get back into it again. And I, I thank her for um, letting me use her premises and and that. And now we've lost her. She was um, a great, great lady. Yeah. Um, she was a, a greyhound lady out and out and she knew a lot. A very knowledgeable lady. Yeah. Very, very knowledgeable and very helpful to help anyone. And, um, yeah, she was great. And we miss her a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, definitely. Uh, so now um, Anthony has a party, put his hand up for me and asked and said, mate, I'm happy to rear those elevator pups for you, knowing that I've lost Karen. And um, so I said to him, yeah, that'd be lovely, mate, rearing them, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you have a couple of pups to train. You just pick the two you want to train. Yep. And, um, so he's got two of our Barsha Bales, uh, deadly rookie and deadly class, both promising pups. Uh, we've got Madigan and we've got a couple of girls um, that I send off to Steve Shinners in Perth. Yep. Uh, she ended up winning the Western Australian Oaks this year in her fourth start. So her name's um, Refined. Um, yep. So she won the Western Australian Oaks in her fourth, fourth start with Steve and Crystal Shinners, which is a great feat. Yep. So, yeah, a little litter. Yep, and Steve and Crystal are flying over in WA. Like, they're just, you know, it seems to be they're winning everything left, right and centre. <laughs> No, elite trainers. No, yep. Steve Shinners, I knew very well, good mate of mine. When he was here in Victoria, um, we used to hang out together and do our dogs together back in the day, um, many, many years ago. Yep. We had a breaking in business with Calvin Greeno and Steve Shinners and myself. We, oh, wow. <laughs> we, 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 we broke in dogs about oh, be 35 years now when we were all youngish. Yep. And uh, we did that for a little while. Uh, so, yeah, so they're good friends of ours as, as well. And, and when Steve went over to Perth, um, I, he, he'd always ring and say, if you've got anything handy, send it over for the Perth Cup. Yep. And all that. So, um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, um, I'm, yeah, so got a good little relationship with Steve and, and that's great. It's working good. Especially now that I want to cut back as a trainer myself and just um, just have a few and, yep. and do more breeding and then hand out the dogs to the boys. Yep. Yeah, yeah definitely. Now, I always ask people, obviously, what 
you know they love about racing and their highlights but you know what's the what do you find and you know there may be one or two what is the hardest thing about you know whether it's breeding or, or rearing or training what are some of the harder things about being involved in grand racing or challenging I should say what are the chal- more challenging things um, being an owner trainer and breeding your own um for me, I, I tend to look after the dogs as in I don't push them um, because I can't replace them um, because pretty much what I breed is what I train. Um, yep. and, and I don't, if it's right or wrong, I don't know, but it suits me. I don't push them as hard as some of the better or well-known or bigger trainers who can replace a dog pretty easy by having a lot of owners and access for dogs. Um, yep. Pretty much what we own is what we, we – and I can't afford to push them to break them down. So I'm a little yep. bit – I'm a trainer that probably gives a dog 40 starts rather than 80 starts, yep. um, and that's a fact. That's probably a, a fault, you know. Um, I, they could probably get pushed a, a tad harder to, to get to that next level, uh, like some of our better trainers do. Yep. Uh, um, but like I say, because we own them and I can't replace them, I don't do that to them because I don't want to break them down. So, yeah, yep. So that's probably um, – I, 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 I think it's a little fault of mine, but – I'm happy to. I'm happy to do it as well. They yep. don't need to have heaps of starts. Um, yeah, yeah. And you know, yep. I've spoken to like some really successful breeders who, you know, have pointed out. Um, you know, pretty much all of them have said they quite like um, taking their good brood bitches to stud dogs who haven't had a lot of starts because they know they're not worn out or you know, you know, over the hill or anything like that. They're still young and vibrant because, you know, Lucky Karabitsakos said to me he got he copped a lot of flack after he retired Hardstyle Rico after winning that Melbourne Cup. People said, oh, you're mad. You know, he's got so much. He said, why? He said, the dog's young, vibrant. He's going to – I know he'll produce, you know, um, good semen and all the rest of it. So, you know, there's, there's obviously a theory behind that too. Yeah, look, um – Lucky, I, I remember speaking to Lucky about his dog retiring and, and he asked me for my opinion and I said it would be an ideal time for him to go to start after winning the Melbourne Cup in track record time, you know, heaps of publicity and an amazing race and he d- demolished the dogs he raced against. Yep. Uh, but in saying that, um, I do like stud dogs that have had a lot of starts because it shows the toughness. In, in the stud dog. Um, so that can go both ways. Um, um, a, a dog that's had 65, 70 starts, um, that's most important because he's a tough dog and he's been through uh, racing into state and the toughness of, of, of racing and he's, and he's, and he's, and he's you know, still, still standing around. Where some of the younger dogs or the lesser dogs have only had 15 stars that worries me because i'm thinking to myself what sort of pups are they going to throw because yeah so i think the longevity and toughness on the track is important too yeah yep. for sure yeah yep. and sort of knowing as but, well but like his dog in saying that uh, um didn't break down or anything he, he retired um because he won he won the melbourne cup in track record time and 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 if it was mine i would have done the same thing a bit like paul westerville he um He's one of our greatest stud masters, and he's happy to pull stumps on a on the dog uh, after a great feat in winning a, a big group one. So what Lucky did was unbelievable, and and, and I, I, I was on the same thing for Paul. Yep, yep. No, beautiful. Well, I didn't have any more questions. Is there anything else that you wanted to add? No, no, no. no I think we've good. covered um, most things. <laughs> No, um, no, no, just the, the wife, uh, she's, she's, her and I are doing it together and, and we're both, um, and yeah, we, we enjoy it, we love it and, um, yep. 
we'll just train two or three dogs and breed a couple of litters a year and yeah, try and breed out a good, good, well-bred bitches and 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 hopefully keep on producing some nice dogs, Dimity. <laughs> yep, yep. It, oh, definitely. And you know, it's good advice for anyone. You know, a lot of people say to me, "Oh, you know, I want to get involved. What should I do in that?" But you know, like you've just um, touched on, who you've got, you know, training your dogs and rearing them, etc. Having those good connections and mentors around you to bounce ideas and get advice off, I think you can't beat that. That's what you need if you're going to be, you know, successful. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, just speak to the right people and the successful people, and it'll it'll all come together for sure. Yeah. yeah. You've been listening to the Greyhound Girl podcasts with Dimity Ma, proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or their website, greyhoundpp.com.au.